We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On the way, hit it hard, rebound, batted around. It's taken by Luka. He hits! He hits! With a second to go as he hits the deck. Tie 115. It worked! It totally worked! 10 assists, 21 rebounds, 47 minutes played. And now 60 points for the first time in Mavericks history. Hi, this is Luka Doncic, and you're listening to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. I am rejoined by my co-host, Drew Johnson, on this Friday morning, February 3rd. Uh, the Mavs, they have put together two straight wins. It feels like forever since we've been able to say that. Uh, just because they've they've been so wildly inconsistent. Uh, but they have. They've won two straight games, and it's against two teams that they should have beaten, the Detroit Pistons and uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. And this latest one, there's mixed feelings because, you know, they came out with the correct energy. They were playing a team that had lost nine straight games coming into it. Uh, they're missing Zion Williamson. Uh, they had just flown into Dallas and like gotten out of the airport and everything like five, six hours before tip-off time. So everything about last night's game screamed, you know, blowout. You <laughs> you've got to blow out this team. I mean, you got to take advantage of the situation. And it looked good there for a little bit. They built a lead as high as 31 points in the first half. Uh, they maintained that into the third quarter, and then Luca had to leave the game with a heel contusion, and he still put up 31 points, uh, eight rebounds, four assists in 23 minutes. But uh, he had to leave the game, and he never came back. And next thing you know, that 31, that 30 plus lead that they had in the first half was nothing. It it was down to like six points. Uh, you know, uh, with with no, it was down to three points with like six seconds remaining, and uh, uh, the Mavs inbounded and Spencer Dinwiddie hit the two free throws at the end of the season. Man, DJ, if this if there was a win, and we talked about it right before we jumped on here, if there was a win that felt like a loss, it would be this one. Like technically, yes, they won, 
but it's just not one that makes you feel very good going forward. There were some bright spots. Josh Green was amazing. He continues his, you know, third season jump. Uh, he was the basically the only bright spot. Spencer Dinwiddie did have 21 points, but he shot like four of 20 from the field or something like that. <laughs> so it was uh, it was just rough all around, man. And I, I, we've been saying it for weeks, but this team, you know, with less than a week to go into the trade deadline, you know, they they need to do something. And it's we've talked about potentially, you know, I don't think we can even entertain the idea of them tanking at this point. Because, you know, unless Luca is just out for the season, it's not going to happen. And even if he is, and I'm not saying it's that serious of it, you know, it's just a heel contusion. It's not that serious of a thing. But I'm just saying, even if Luca had some type of injury that kept him out for the remainder of this season, there's less than 30 games left in the season. And, you know, here they are with all their flaws and all the inconsistencies and everything that has gone wrong this season – Somehow they're sitting at fourth place right now with home court advantage uh, and only two and a half games behind the Kings for the third seed, four and a half games behind the the Grizzlies for the second seed because the Grizzlies have been absolutely awful. Uh, They've only won three times in their last ten games. So they're right there. I mean, I've heard people say that, you know, oh, well, you know, a trade for Boyan Bogdanovich with, with, you know, from the Pistons, that's not really a needle mover. It doesn't really make the Mavs contenders. I'm starting, you know, I thought that at first too, even though I know he would help. But like, given where the Mavs are at with the roster that they have and, you know, how inconsistent they've been, I'm starting to come around to the idea that maybe they would be a legit contender if they pulled off a, a trade like that. So, anyway, what are your thoughts from last night? Uh, are you with? Uh, do you kind of feel the same way that you know? Even though they did win, it didn't really feel like a win. <laughs> well, you know, I've uh, I've been on my share of the uh, the wrong end of some games. I'll tell you this: a win is a win. But you know, whenever you're up thirty, and uh, the other team still finds a way to come back and give themselves a chance that screams that we have issues. And it it really screams that we have issues whenever our star player goes down and we can't keep it together, which, you know, that means that we have to find some help. And, you know, of course we've been saying that since I got on this pod that we needed to find Luca some help. Um, I, we have to make some, some moves in this trip before this trade deadline occurs um, and, you know, there are several scenarios that we've gone over. You mentioned Bogdanovich. I'm not sure that Bogdanovich is even on the table anymore. I saw a report, I think, a day or two ago that the Pistons were no longer interested in trading. So, <laughs> what are you feeding that dog, man? Chance, he is, uh, if y'all, for those who don't know, I have a very overgrown weenie dog uh, that just so happens to be crossbred with a Rhodesian Ridgeback, he's hilarious. Uh, name is Chance. Y'all need to <laughs> y'all need to look on my Twitter page. I post him sometimes. But anyway, I'm just letting him eat some of this breakfast bowl that I just finished up. So anyway, <laughs> back to back to map yeah. stuff. Uh, you know, I it's so hard to balance. It's so hard to balance if you're you know Nico Harrison right now because 
on the one hand, although I think overall, aside from the Brunson situation, which I think, honestly, that was kind of botched before he ever became GM of the Mavs because Donnie Nelson and that front office, Mm -hmm. they messed up by not giving him – you know, a, a standard rookie contract where he would have become a restricted free agent after the third season. They just gave him a straight four-year deal because probably in the back of their minds they were thinking, you know, we're going to save a little money this way in case we get Giannis to come, uh, you know, during during or uh, after his third year because that's what that's when Giannis would have been a free agent, and it didn't happen. Uh, so that's probably what they were thinking. It backfired. Uh, Nico Harrison, I think he's done an admirable, 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 sorry, job of, you know, dealing with the pieces he was dealt. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think he did. I think he did a decent job getting off of KP's contract because I mean, KP is a good individual player and healthy, but he just didn't fit anything. The Mavs. The, the man, the way I put it during his tenure, and I said it many times when he was in Dallas, he just didn't affect winning. It didn't matter if he was going through a stretch where he was averaging 30 and 12 or something like that. If he, whether he was playing or whether he was not playing, he didn't affect winning for the Mavs. And that's, that's just how it was. And, uh, you know, Nico found a way to turn that into two smaller contracts with Dinwiddie and Bertans and, you know, Dinwiddie has proven to be worth uh, his contract so far in Dallas. and oh, shooting yeah. like 40% from three uh, ever since he stepped on the floor for him. Uh, and then Bertans, I mean, he's he's not worth his contract, uh, but, you know, he's still had some good moments. So, overall, I think Nico's done a good job with the hand he's been dealt. Uh, they're still paying for the KP trade until that pick, their 2023 pick this year, conveys to the Knicks in the offseason. So it's kind of hard to balance if you're Nico. It's like, okay, if if we're patient, if we ride this thing out to the summer, we have full pick flexibility. And then if something big comes up, you know, after this season, if a star player wants out of their current situation, then all of a sudden the Mavs become, you know, a legitimate contender to get in on trades like that because they're able to throw full pick packages at somebody. And they can't really do that right now. Right now it would have to be just like a perfect storm situation. Bless you. Uh, Thank you. And, I mean, look, I I don't know. I mean, I, that's why they get paid the big bucks. I'd hate to be in that position too because, you know, to get a guy like, say, Boyan Bogdanovich for the Pistons uh, – you know, the the Mavs would likely have to, you know, they'd have to spend another first-round pick. And then that would mm-hmm. that would have them have strong for another handful of years. And Bogdanovich is 33 years old. He's amazing. He's still very, very good. But, you know, he's 33 years old. He's got two more years guaranteed on his current contract. I think his game will age well, but, you know, he doesn't really play very much defense. Uh, so... I just think yeah. you're – yes, he makes the Mavs better this season and possibly, you know, in the next few seasons. But given the call, it's not just, you know – it costs the Mavs more than what the fan base might think 
going forward if they spend another first-round pick right now. Whereas if you wait until the offseason, maybe you have a shot at a guy like Pascal Siakam, uh, you know, with the with the Toronto Raptors. Mm-hmm. Who I, in my opinion, I think that's kind of like the ideal co-star next to Luca. Offensively, you might have some better fits, but just like overall, you know, it's kind of like the same concept with Siakam as it would have been with Giannis on a higher level. Uh, but you know, that's that's out of the question now. Uh, but you know, Pascal Siakam offense and defense, I think it would, I think that would be killer for Dallas. So that's the kind of stuff you got to kind of look forward to and say, okay, if they're patient, if they don't spend another pick right now and hamstring themselves for the next two to three years because of that, then there could be some bigger stuff in the offseason. And they have, I mean, look, if they keep, if they can just kind of, keep their head above water for the rest of this season, it's not like waiting it out is going to be excruciating, especially if they're going to stay in the, you know, the top half of the the Western Conference playoff race. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Mavs Twitter was hilarious last night because, I mean, as you know, DJ, most of these games, especially early on in the season, have just been a chore to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like Luca. Luca's been incredible, and there's been a few games where he's just gone nuclear, and it's been it's been unreal to watch, and those have been fun. But like for the most part, unless he is doing that kind of crazy stuff, it has been really a chore to watch. It it feels like the Mavs are a lottery team sometimes, and maybe that's being over exaggerated, but that's just how that's how the feeling around the fan base has been. So last night when the Mavs won and then the Clippers blew a 21-point lead to the Milwaukee Bucks, that turn of events pushed the Mavs up into fourth and the entire – like Mavs Twitter just lost it. They're just like <laughs> like just laughing hysterically like, what? <laughs> what is this season? This is unreal. Uh, uh, so There's so much parity across the board now. Um, I mean, you look at it, there's only – one, two, maybe three consistently dominant teams in the whole league now. Um, If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But the goal for us needs to not be winning on Luca's back. The goal needs to be, you know, we need to be one of those types of teams where we can rely on someone besides Luca to get us through the day. And we saw last night that that's just simply not the case with this team. We have to find somebody. And, you know, I don't know if the answer will come during this trade deadline, but we can at least start improving our outlook. I think that we can start by, you know, maybe trading either Tim Hardaway Jr., Reggie Bullock. I love Dorian, but maybe even looking to dump his contract as well. You know, we can still make some positive moves to put us in a better position. The Dorian thing is interesting because, well, I, I, I would, I'm not going to say dump because when people think dump, they mean just like kind of dump him for whatever. I, you know, Dorian, he actually has, if you look at what other guys do around the league similar to him, he's on a pretty decent contract. I mean, he, he would be valuable for a contender for sure. You know, it came out, a report came out that Utah, you know, had, strong interest in him and they'd be trying to get him in a trade that doesn't make a lot of sense to me because you know Utah they're kind of on the fringe there and I don't see them being a contender a true Mm -hmm. contender anytime soon but uh yeah I mean look they could they could if they wanted to they could get probably maximum value for Dorian Finney-Smith right now um Mm -hmm. he means so much to the team Luca loves him uh, great two-way, two-way guy. Uh, even though his shooting can be kind of on and off sometimes, he's not near as inconsistent as Tim Hardaway Jr. Though. Uh, but I mean, look—if you look at some of these demands around the league, like you know, the, it was reported the Chicago Bulls are looking for like two first-round picks for Alex Caruso. If Alex Caruso can get two first-round picks, I guarantee you that Dorian Finney-Smith can get two first-round picks, especially with the contract he's on. Uh, you know, Reggie Bullock, is, as much as he has struggled, you know, throughout the first part of this season, he's kind of picked it up here in the last few months. You know, even as much as he's struggled, a contender, you could probably get a protected first-round pick for Reggie Bullock because he's he's a seasoned veteran. You know, teams have seen what he can do in the playoffs like last year when the Mavs went to the Western Conference Finals. So I think you could get a first-round pick for him. Uh, You could get a couple for Dorian. Tim Hardaway Jr., it's tough. It it really kind of depends on the situation. You probably have to switch his contract for a worse contract 
in order to get a first round pick. I'm thinking like maybe Duncan Robinson with the Miami Heat. Uh, and I'm not saying the Mavs should do that. I'm just giving an example. You know, that's that's mm-hmm. a worse contract than what Hardaway's on. And I think you could get a first round pick and for that kind of exchange. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, the Mavs, if they wanted to, they could stack up on some first round picks <laughs> and kind of not, not only save their pick the way to go. And I mean, not, not just, not just stacking up picks, but you know, you still retain your, your own pick flexibility for this off season to where you can make a big trade. And then when you make that big trade, guess what? You're still going to have picks. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're not, you're not going to spend all those. You're, you're still going to have some to work with and maybe you can, you know, build your team internally kind of like how the, uh, you know, the Warriors did over the years. I, I think it's something they really need to consider. And I think uh, like my guy, Josh Bow at Mavs Moneyball, uh, he mentioned it on one of their, one of their last pods with uh, Kirk Henderson and he mentioned it to me on Twitter last night too, but this five game road trip coming up is going to define the season for the Mavs. It, it really is. They play in golden state um, on Saturday. They start off against the warriors. Then they go to Utah, which is always a tough place to play, no matter yeah. how the jazz are doing. Uh, then they go to L.A. to play the Clippers, and then they finish off the five-game road trip with back-to-back Friday and Saturday back-to-back uh, at Sacramento against the Kings, who are Ooh. the best offensive team in the league. So it's brutal. Mm-hmm. It, it is a brutal five-game trip, and uh, it's going to it's gonna determine how the rest of the season goes for the Mavs because, I, like you said about the parity, I mean, I've never seen anything like this in the Western Conference. From where the Mavs are at fourth down to where the Oklahoma City Thunder are at 13th, there is a three-game gap. That's it. That's Mm -hmm. three games of difference between fourth and 13th. And there's a tough five-game trip coming up. We don't know if Luke is going to miss any time with that heel contusion. Jason Kidd said we'd have another update. Uh, sometime today on Friday. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Hopefully he doesn't have to miss any time. If he does, you know, the Mavs, the Mavs are in trouble. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to be good. So uh, we'll see how it goes. The trade deadline coming up next week. Uh, and, you know, if, if the Mavs start out this road trip losing two, three games in a row, you know, they, they might pull the trigger and decide to sell and, and stack up those picks. But uh, I don't know, man. It, it's so weird, and them being so high in the standings is going to make it hard on that front office to completely pull the plug, If you know, if that even if that's the right thing to do. Uh, it's hard to look at them that high in the standings and the season Luca's having. It's hard to look Luca in the eye and say, look, man, I know you've put in all this effort and you're averaging 33, 9, and 8. Uh, but, you know, we're going to go ahead and just pull the plug on this baby. And, uh, <laughs> we're, yeah. We're, we're, yeah. It's hard to sell him on, you know, this is going to make us better going forward instead of, you know, he's probably wired like LeBron, where it's just like, well, why not get better now? Why not maximize now? And I get that as a competitor, but, you know. We'll just well, we'll have to see how it goes. I, I think that you know 
if Luca is healthy, tanking is out of the question. Not just because, you know, we're ranked so high, but because we don't want to send the wrong message to a star player who could potentially bolt. Like I said earlier, we don't want to make the same mistake with Luca that the Cavs made with LeBron the first time around. Um, and that is honestly my biggest fear with this whole situation. So as long as Luca can go, we need to try to find ways to, you know, get ourselves into that upper echelon. I mean, for God's sake, we're only fourth in the West. We have a chance. I think that we still need to, you know, push the issue as long as Luca's healthy. Now, if Luca, if for some reason something happens, God forbid, and he's out for the season, then yeah, you look at the tanking possibility. But for now, I think we got to give him the best chance. Well, and like I said, and this this will be my closing thoughts here, and we'll we'll take off. And I appreciate you rejoining me again. It's uh, it's always good to talk with you. Uh, these are my closing thoughts on all of this. Like I said, even if something happens and Luca does miss extended period of time, there's really not that many games left. And I mean, maybe there is because the standings are so tight. But it just doesn't feel like thirty game, less than thirty games, is enough time to get you close enough to the bottom, you know, to give you a legitimate chance mm-hmm. at getting one of the top guys in the draft. Now, that being said, this upcoming draft is very deep. So even if it's yes. not, you know, even if it's not a top two or three pick. You know, if the Mavs did keep their pick that they're supposed to convey to the Knicks, a top 10 pick, you're going to get a very high quality player in this draft. So uh, it's not yeah, about. No, there's, there's, yeah, Hunt. there's quality that's not even on the big board. So, I mean, yeah, you I know, mean, we've talked about, you know, one of my favorites, which I mean, I'm sure we will talk about that in future months, but, uh, you know, I. Uh, we need to take a very serious look at accumulating as many picks in this draft as possible. I think it would be of tremendous benefit to us because like we've been saying, this draft has tremendous value and some of that value isn't even listed on the big boards online. So, I mean, no, I think that accumulating picks would be in our best interest. You have to take shots that way, and you're not gonna you're not gonna hit on every one of them, obviously. But you, you, the more shots you take, the higher chances are that you're gonna strike gold there, and not just mm-hmm. you know adding more talent to the roster, but you know talent that is you know cost efficient too. You know, getting guys on those four year rookie deals that become main contributors contributors that's invaluable for you know mm-hmm. uh, a ender's recipe so to speak so uh i agree i i do think they need to look that way uh what would be great is if they could accumulate a handful of picks uh by trading off some of these veterans and yet they still you know get enough back to stay up in that top six range in the west and you know that way you still convey your own pick to the knicks mm-hmm. and have the future pick flexibility going forward, but then you also have the picks that you got from other teams, you know, maybe late in the first round or something like that. So Mm -hmm. I think that would be the ideal situation. I don't think they just need to 
Uh, Dorian is the only one I don't think they need to just sell off for anything. I think they need to be a little picky with oh, him. Yeah. He's on such a good contract. But the other guys, if you have a chance to trade them uh, for a first-round pick, let them go. Because to me, mm -hmm. uh, Luca is the true untouchable on this roster. I would put Josh Green as not untouchable. But, you know, he's kind of up there with a guy that I don't want to trade because I think he fits so well yeah. with Luca. Uh, and then, you know, you got the Christian Wood situation, which we're not going to get into that because I got to hop off here. But I will just I'll, – I'll say this. You know, it, it's not looking good uh, for, for Wood's chances of, of staying on the roster since the Mavs still haven't been able to work out a contract extension with him. Uh, they they can't risk another Brunson situation where a guy just walks for nothing. So they're they're going to have to be looking real hard at, at Christian Wood trades here in the next handful of days. Uh, well, guys, look, I appreciate y'all coming in and listening. Be sure to go like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify uh, to enter yourselves for a chance to win giveaways. Our latest giveaway. Uh, we're giving away a Luka Doncic City Edition jersey. It's those cool Retroplex jerseys they've been wearing this year. Uh, he's had two of his highest-scoring games in that jersey, 60 and 53 points, and we're giving that away during All-Star Weekend. So be sure to go uh, leave us a review and throw your name in the hat uh, for that giveaway. But, guys, we appreciate it. Y'all have a great rest of your Friday. Have a great weekend. Uh, I might be doing a – like a quick NBA roundup pod tomorrow morning. Maybe not. We'll see how the, how the rest of today goes and how tomorrow morning goes. But uh, if not, I will a hundred percent be back on Monday morning to recap the weekend stuff. So guys, appreciate it. Y'all have a great rest of your weekend. We'll see you next time. Thanks guys.